Welcome to the Center of the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And today we are talking about boundaries or just say no. It's as easy as that. It is. You know, when I was little, uh, my sister and I, we always shared a room. And so we had this invisible boundary down the center of our room. Have you had one of those before? We never shared. Well, I think, I, you know, I always imagined the, the tape down the line. I think my brother and I did that one time. We oh. actually put a line of like masking tape. Yeah. When he got, we got mad one time. I was like, don't cross my line. Yeah. So, oh, God, my kids do that in the car all the time. But my sister and I, we had this invisible line. And then one time we got in this huge fight. It was all the time because I was really feisty. And <laughs> her curling iron was plugged in on my side of the room. And I was in a rage, and I wasn't thinking, so I unplugged the curling iron, and I hand her <gasps> the curling iron, and she thought I did it on purpose, like oh, burnt her hand, oh. and she still to this day swears I did it on purpose, and I did not. I was just really angry, just take your stupid curling iron. I wasn't smart enough to think ahead <laughs> and try to burn her. <laughs> now, if I'd really been thinking, I might have done it. <laughs> now I laugh, like, Amy, why did you even have a curling iron? Your hair is curly. Oh, my god. Let's gosh. talk about that on another one, Amy. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, even though I have really curly hair, when I was younger, I, I did get a perm. Oh. Isn't that weird? Because that's what you did then. Oh, my gosh. I had some of the best perms. My hair was so great then. <laughs> Can you believe we used to get perms? I'm not going to Smells like lie. rotten eggs. I asked my hairdresser, I'm like, so, could I get a perm? And she looks, like, literally in the last six months, she's like, oh. Melissa, no one gets perms anymore. I'm like, but what if, would it just make my hair, she's like, just stop. Just Nobody gets perms up. anymore, huh? I mean, not many. If you get a perm, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to know where you get it and how that's going. But <laughs> she said because, like, if I got a perm and color my hair, it would probably fall out. Oh, good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't coloring my hair back then, so I guess the perms were fine. Plus, we didn't know all these things about chemicals. We just did whatever we wanted. Oh. Cigarettes were fine. Perms were fine. Why have we not blamed things on the hair chemicals? Oh, my gosh. You know the fumes. Those stinky rotten egg fumes oh. from the perms. Woo, and girl. And then let's get in our dryer and heat it up. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. And then you couldn't wash it right. for, like, I don't know, a day or two or something. So we had to sleep in it and yeah. smell it. Yeah, that's why. Wow, like, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. That's why middle school and high school were so tough for me school-wise. Yeah, perms. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what happened in college. Hey, you're talking to the girl that had an asymmetrical haircut in middle school. So. <laughs> I have seen it. <laughs> so we're talking about just say no and creating healthy boundaries in our lives, which, you know, I don't even know if these are ever talked about because we're just supposed to be everything for everyone mm -hmm. at all times. Yep. And that's just as an American or a human. But if you're a Christian, you Ooh. better be everything for everybody at all times with a smile on your face. That's right. For people, for God, for church, for school, for your family, for everybody. You're the yes girl. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, like, even in, in our homes, we have property lines, we have... We have fences for our dog. You know, everybody needs to know their boundaries, what the expectations are. And we need to set those for ourselves physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. It is not bad to distinguish and set boundaries. But I have found that it is one of the most difficult things and the most uh, fearful mm -hmm. for people is to say no. 
And there are a few reasons for that. Well, there's several. I mean, one is you don't want to let anybody down. Right. I think um, also we're afraid that it will make us look less than if we have to say mm-hmm. no to that. If we can't take one more thing on, look at so-and-so. They're doing it. Yeah, they're doing it. And then also we don't want people to be mad at us. We oh, want everybody cool. to like us. We don't want to be rejected in any way, right? It's like, <laughs> I don't want her to be mad at me. Uh, of course I'll bring 20,000 donuts to middle school next week. No, nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like super good at saying no now. I have to right. practice saying yes. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> if I'm not ruffling feathers, I am clearly not living my best life. Me too. <laughs> me too. But it took a while to get here. Uh, word. Yeah. Took me a long time. Um, we also worry about seeming selfish. Mm. You know, if we're saying no, and oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. It's like, oh. Well, fine. You know, right. we're perceived as being selfish or um, prideful. Like, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you think you're better than this, so you're not going to do it. Yeah. Or uh-huh. it could be the other way. Uh-huh. Our pride gets in the way of us saying no because we want to look good and we want to do everything. So it could go either way. Right. And then there's guilt. Yeah. Gosh, guilt. That's a hard place to be in this world. I know. I do remember, um, you know, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to say yes to, what I'm supposed to say no to. And part of it, part of the process of figuring that out is stopping, Mm -hmm. which now's a good time to stop, stopping in the world and thinking, what is it that God has called me to and equipped me for in this current season of my life? Yes. It's all going to change, right? Nothing is permanent except for death. So at some point, you'll have a different season. Mm-hmm. You'll be equipped differently. Um, you'll so be in I, a different phase of life. Your kids will be different, you know, at different ages, different independence yeah. levels. Things change. At no point in my life um, growing up, I never, ever had aspirations for myself besides I was going to be like a professional baseball player. That didn't work out so well. But um, I really didn't <laughs> look ahead and think I'm going to be X, Y, Z. And so, but never in my life have I ever thought I'm going to be a stay-at-home homeschool mom. Mm-hmm. That's a Christian podcaster. That was that not, was not on your list. Not on my list. But this is where I am in my season of life because God said number one in your life right now mm-hmm. is you're my child, then you are a wife, and then you are a mother. Mm-hmm. That is for me right now. Yes, that ma'am. might not be for you. You might have kids and be married, and that's not where God called you to. But I have um, shown this book that God has written to. We've talked about this chapter a lot. Like, hey, God, is this a chapter I'm still in? Is this still what I'm supposed? Are these my priorities right now? And He confirms me over and over again, yes. And so when someone comes to me with something, I literally have to go through those filters. Yes. Is this something that fits in the, you know, God's child? Your honoring your husband and your putting your husband and your family first right now? No, I can't do that because that's taken away from what God has called me to do right now. But taking the time to identify what it is God's called you to do right now mm-hmm. will help you tremendously in setting a boundary. It's true, and I think it's um, it's difficult to do that on your own sometimes. I, I did actually, there's a great book out there, um, Chazone, um, by Craig Rochelle, and he takes you through. Okay, so stop. No one can spell Chazone or Craig Rochelle, so we're going <laughs> to. It looks like Chazone, C H A Z O W N. It's a Hebrew word. Okay. Um, 
and I don't know how you spell Craig. Uh, oh, I know how you spell Craig. I just don't know how you spell Craig's last name, Grishel. Maybe exactly. we'll find a link or something. Yeah, we'll put a link out there. <laughs> it's a great book um, that takes you through looking at uh, the exercise of looking at your core values, your spiritual gifts, and your past experiences. And where those three, like a good Venn diagram, but with three circles instead of just two, where all of those things interact, um, intersect is that, I call it the sweet spot. So your core values, mm-hmm. spiritual your gifts, spiritual gifts, and past experiences. So I should probably be in a group of people drinking in a bar talking about Jesus. <laughs> yes, sweet. <laughs> that may be it. Um, Sorry, it helps you find your sweet spot <laughs> and set your priorities. Yeah. Which is what you're talking, which is so good. And I, I did that for myself this year for 2020. Oh, girl. And, and our podcast was one of those priorities, <gasps> yeah. not before my husband and right. family and, but before, you know, many other things that have been on my list. And I will tell you, um, I'm going through it with my mentoring group now and kind of taking them through it because it has been so helpful when mm. anyone asks me you know, to do something, to go back to that list. And, and I'm able to say, you know what? That's not in line with God's plan for me for right now. Uh-huh. And it gives me a confidence to say, normally I would, but this time I can't. And I love that you say that. And I have told so many people that line right there. You know, they say, I don't know how to say no. And I said, my don't friend Alice, and she says, <laughs> normally I would, but this time I can't. I got to give a shout out to my friend Mary Edna from years ago. She was like a mentor um, uh-huh. for me, mentor and friend, older and wiser. And she told me that when I was a young mom. It's brilliant. And I've never forgotten it. I yeah. still use it to this day. Oh, so shout out to Mary Edna for that. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of reasons why we're afraid to say no. You know, we also want praise and recognition. Mm. You know, we're people. We want some praise and we rec- want recognition too. But but we shouldn't be afraid for a lot more reasons. Because when we are saying no to those things that we shouldn't be doing, we've got a lot more time to love those people that are in our life that God has called us to to yeah. build up and love on and to do the projects and the things he's call, actually called us to do. Yeah, so here are a few things that I think about when saying no. Um, I did learn that I tend to, in if I don't already have it in my mind, that this is what my priorities are, right? Before I had figured all this out, I would in the moment think, oh, that sounds fun and I want to make the person standing in front of me happy. Uh-huh. Right? And so I I've been go, with you in a meeting where you wanted to say yes. And I was like, no, no we're not doing that. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I want to make that person happy. And um, so I would say yes. But what I have found is come two weeks later when this event or this thing is happening that I'm supposed to go to or be a part of, I'm really angry right. because I now have to say no to bath time with my kids. This is when they were little. I don't bath time anybody anymore, but I'm, I'm saying no to providing dinner for my family, which is what I love to do right now. Um, spending time on the couch with the kids and watching family. If you, whatever it is that you do, I'm now I'm angry right. um, that I have to say no to that. And I show up at the event with a chip on my shoulder. Girl, that yes. is some good truth right there. And so realizing that I've when been in I that situation say yes as to well. this, I have to say no to this mm-hmm. and having that process in your head when someone's going, hey, can you come to my 
uh, party on this night, on Saturday night, you have to think, when I'm saying yes to this party, I'm saying no to uh, dinner with my family or whatever it is that's important to you. Just know and consciously make that yes and no in the moment right. or say, let me check my calendar and get back to you. And that'll give you a break to really go back and analyze everything that might be happening. That I love that. That's great. Because we, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're thinking in the moment yep. instead of to the future in that moment where we're going to be, yep. like you said, we're going to be resentful. And the only person, who are you resentful? You're resentful at the event, but you're the one who put yourself there. Correct. So it's like the irony of the whole thing. And so, I, you know, I have definitely done that to myself and I have put myself in that situation so many times before. I think the more you do that, the more you recognize, hey, say no, isn't that bad? Right. You know, now it's like people know, okay, I know you won't do this, yeah. <laughs> but would you do this? Because I've said no. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm, you know, that's not my thing, uh, but I'll do this. Yeah, I had a season when I was out all the time, because, you know, a lot of ministry happens at night, and so yes. I was out so many nights of the week, and I finally talked to my husband, and he was getting angry, too. Mm-hmm. Not angry, but just, like, resentful, you know? Because sure. you're gone. You're like, oh, there's another stuff. I've got to go. Yeah, bye-bye um, now. And by the way, I dress up real cute for my event, <gasps> but if I'm not going to an event, that poor man, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <woo. laughs> Sorry for you. <laughs> Sorry about it. So, um, we kind of said, what works for our family right now? And he was traveling a lot, and it was, you can be out of town one, or you can be gone one night a week. And so, I knew that one night a week, mm-hmm. I would be away from my family. Right. And so, if... If that, that was already, was already booked, taken. And it normally was. With a ministry event, nothing else was happening. So I can't go to dinner with you because I'm already out when I meet for ministry. You set a boundary. Yeah. And and you were setting a boundary to protect relationships and your emotional and spiritual health. Uh, maybe not your physical, but, you know, talking about physical, saying no, we shouldn't be afraid to say it because it can rid us of toxic relationships. Yeah. You know, people think that just because you're family... You have to be with someone. No. Um, no, you do not. You know what my dad says? Just well, love them from a distance. Exactly. The most powerful thing you can do for them. You should not hold bitterness and resentment. Right. You need to work through that if you have it um, and turn that over. But the best thing you can do is to stay away from them and pray for them with a sincere heart. Yeah, you And know, that is okay. We talked around the holidays about what it was like to... Um, feel the guilt and the heavy weight of having to interact with a family member that was very toxic. Mm. Um, and how do you set boundaries with that? That's uh, tricky. It is tricky, but I think, you know, we came up with some great ideas. So, you know, I can't host dinner if John's coming, right? right. Um, John can't come to my house, but if you want to host dinner, we'd love to pop over. And that way you're not committing to an entire you know, four or five hours with John in your house, mm-hmm. in your own area. Right. You're going in and you're able to pull your, it's like bouncing in, bouncing out. And so that's one way to handle a toxic situation and putting some boundaries in place. If you do feel like you have to see that person, if you feel like that's part of what you need to do. Yeah. And like at our family setting the boundary of, Hey, I'm going to host Thanksgiving and uh, we're not going to serve any alcohol at all. It's alcohol free. And I set that boundary um, for my family and every, you know, I think everybody benefited from it. But, um, you know, that worked. And I knew that that was a a good thing for our family. And so I took control 
not to take it from anyone else, but offered to host and it forced people to come, obviously. Right. But just said, you know, this is what we're going to do. And everybody honored that and had a great time. I think when we, um, when we say no and when we set boundaries, as stressful as we think it is mm-hmm. at the time to say no, in the long run, by doing so, by saying no, it decreases your stress level. Like you said, you're not stressed that you're leaving your kids. You're not angry. You're not resentful. You're where you're sh- where you should be in that sweet spot with God. Um, you know, even Jesus said no. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, like in Matthew 16, um, Jesus said no to Peter, who wanted him to like avoid going to the cross. Hey, you know, he's like Jesus called him a stumbling block. It's mm. like. What Peter, you know, nah, man, I got, I got a destiny to fulfill. I got a plan. <laughs> God's got a plan. Because he knew his you know? will. He's just going to go. So, yeah. and, and that's like the hardest thing. Right. You're like, no, I mean, that's the one you want to say yes to. Like, right. oh, yes, I would love to sw- <laughs> not be strung up on the cross, right? Nailed to that cross. So, you know, so we can say no to our friends. Jesus said no to his. In Mark, Mark 3, Jesus said no to his family when they claimed him as their own. So we can say no to our families. Yeah. You know, just because your family doesn't mean that you get all yeses. Mm-hmm. Um, in Luke 23, Jesus said no to showing, like, his great power and coming down from the cross. He could have easily done that. In a second, even while the soldiers sat there mocking him and, you know, blood draining, I mean, crown of thorns. I mean, so we can say though, no to those who mock us yeah, and tease us and tempt us and, you know, judge us for wanting to stick to our values and that sort of thing. They test my sanctification. (laughs) (laughs) Woo, girl, that's old school right there. That's a Baptist. Um, In John 6, you know, he said no to the crowd who was calling him to be king. King as they saw him, you know. So we can say no to church leaders and we can say no to those in the crowd. He said no to church religious leaders who warned him to stop alleging he was the son of God, but he wouldn't stop that either. So, you know, even Jesus said no. If Jesus did it, we can surely do it. Yeah, and you know, I think it's important um, if you are saying yes to figure out why you're saying yes. So, um, great example. I uh, one of my children used to be in the band, and I'm not a band mom. Um, apparently, I was a band booster because I gave them money, but I had to give them money anyway. <laughs> um, I'm glad you guys do those things, but I'm not going to do those things. I'm not going to go sit at the football games. I'm not mm-hmm. going to. Um, travel with the band that was not my thing and so uh, one of the band moms she had said yes to too many things and so she came over to me I live across the street and she said I'm going to need you to go here and get all this ice and deliver it here and Um. And, um, I didn't feel one piece of guilt because like just because you decide you're going to be superwoman and then you couldn't fulfill your role as superwoman doesn't mean I'm going to be your sidekick Nope. You are not her Robin. That's right. <laughs> you are not the Robin to her Batman. I, I can't. Like, I'm sorry you're in this predicament. Like, maybe we can sit down and talk about learning how to say no, but I'm not going to ruin my day because you said yes too many times. That's another great reason to say no and to set boundaries is because then the, our emergency becomes somebody else's emergency uh-huh. when they had no part in it. Right. And that's not fair. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be that girl. Yeah. <laughs> Just say no now and know your limits and know that it's okay that we all have them. And so, you know, there are a lot of ways to say no. 
Yeah. You can say no without saying no by saying what we normally I would, but this time I can't. Yeah. If you if that just doesn't work for you, you can say it with a compliment. At a um. What does that sound like? Well, let's see. This sounds like a great opportunity, but I'm gonna have to pass. Thank you so much for considering me. Oh, see, you're so nice. <laughs> I was like, heck no, girl. I don't know you're talking to. Yeah, I didn't say I used these. I'm just like, nope, not going to do it. Nope, that's not my thing. I remember when the principal of one of our kids' middle school was like, you should be like, you should be head up the PTA. I'm like, nope, that's not my gig. I don't, I don't do it. I will not. I will help. But I am not a PTA leader. I work, I volunteer at the school, and I work quietly alone in the library and that is where my niche is so I know my niche and I just told her (laughs) and she was like okay and she respected that because I knew but if I had hemmed and hauled right and didn't know already in my head what I you know what my plan was it would have been easier for her to convince me um another way to get out get out of the like PTA and stuff is like you should be a PTA mommy like I have some great ideas margarita trucks we could have like <laughs> happy hour up in here, and then trust me, they don't call you back. Oh, well that that is another good one. See, I mean, like that's all the rebel gets mm-hmm. out of it. Or you <laughs> can say no, but give another option. Like, uh, I can't, I cannot speak at that event yeah. um, in December because it's way too crazy. But maybe we could look at uh, spring, something in the spring. Yeah. So you could offer another option. Okay. Or you can offer, like, a brief explanation as to why, but I don't... Yeah, you don't owe anybody an explanation. You don't owe anybody an explanation. Just you remember know? that. Your My, time is your time. It's not their time. Yeah. You don't have to explain it away. You do not. I mean, you can say, that sounds like a great opportunity, but my schedule is full. That would be a quick explanation. Yeah. But but you really don't owe anybody that. Yeah. And so know that. Be confident in that. Do figure out what your priorities are. And know where your strengths are and what you've been called to so that when someone asks you, you already know. Just like when I was asked by that principal to head up the PTA, I already knew my place is in the library. Yeah. Quiet little helper in the background. That's where I like to be. And I could say that and it shut her down. Not in an ugly way, but it was like, oh, this lady already knows what she wants, what she needs. All right, I'm and moving you had on. no guilt. I had no guilt. Because you had already had this whole conversation with yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's where it's at, taking the time to do that and then making sure, here's one last thing because I know we're running over time, making sure that the priorities that you know God has set for you, you are honoring in your life, okay? So mm-hmm. don't say, I am a mother and a wife first, this is where God has called me to shine right now, and then spend six days a week out uh, shopping or girls' night out or something else. Right. Don't lie to yourself. Right. Word. So be honest with yourself about be where honest. you're spending your time. Because where you're spending your time is where your priorities are. Is that aligned with what God's called you to do? Because if it doesn't, you're probably tired. Mm-hmm. And and angry and resentful. Yeah. And not loving on the people. Yeah, and you're probably need flipping the me the bird on I-40. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> when you're racing Ooh. to your next event. We call that the number. your number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I had to tell my kids when they were little. Oh, honey... Mom, what does that mean? I'm, oh, he's telling me I'm number one. That's the way they greet out here in Raleigh. I'm number one a lot in Raleigh. <laughs> um, hey, thanks for joining us today. Talking about this uh, this difficult <laughs> concept of saying no. It can be really challenging for women, but we know you can do it. Uh, normally you would, but this time you just can't. Just hey, say no. There you go. We enjoyed our time with you today. We'll look forward to being with you again next week on The Center and the Saint.